0: The following program is sponsored by Mission America and may contain views and opinions that do not reflect the views of the advertisers, staff, and owners of this station. Some material may not be suitable for children. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, I used to be a liberal, too. They use it to push a far-left political agenda
1: in this country that is not only destroying our schools and damaging our kids... But is destroying and damaging our culture Based on faulty premises How did this happen? And I just think it's again It's a part of the decline of all things That were once
2: rather sacred But we, ha- we are having our young people Absolutely indoctrinated In both public education and higher education Correct the record of what is truth and what is fiction God's seed has a root structure that's incorruptible And you might not see
0: green for many years Yep, I used to be a liberal too this is Mission America with Linda Harvey
2: because with God all things all things
0: all things
1: are still, still possible.
0: Good afternoon friends and welcome to Mission America Radio. I'm Linda Harvey and I'm so very glad you've joined us this afternoon. Please visit our website at missionamerica.com. That's missionamerica.com for more information about our organization and to read news, articles, and Christian commentary on the culture. And don't forget to read my articles, of course, at our website, but also on the American Family Association blog, The Stand, at Olive Tree Views, at lifesitenews.com, and elsewhere out on the web. And also be sure... To check out our school propaganda and corruption calendar, and you can learn more right on our website at missionamerica.com. You may be listening to the mainstream media, reading and watching all the touching stories about gender-confused young people and how abracadabra all their problems and confusion are solved when people just let them go ahead and identify as the opposite sex. But is this really how it happens? Is this a positive action for these kids? Or is there another whole side to this story? Today we're going to hear from two moms who have children who have gone through this and are still involved in in that confusion. Their stories and all their families have gone through will surely touch your hearts and open your eyes. We're going to talk with Maria and Tina, and these are not their real names, but they're alternate names in order to protect their families. These moms have joined with hundreds of others across the country, and we're going to tell you about their growing organization and how, how you can access that if you have a similar situation. Welcome, Maria and Tina, to Mission America Radio.
1: Hi. Hello. Thank you for being here.
0: Well, so Thanks. so glad for both of you to be on on with us today. So we're going to talk out, uh, start out with each of you um, uh, talking about you, your own situations and giving our listeners an overview of what happened with your daughters. Maria, why don't you give us a little background on your story?
1: So our daughter began identifying as transgender her senior year of high school with other girls. The seeds were planted at, at, about the gender identity with a, um, special, with a camp that was offered to her by the school staff as a scholarship opportunity. So she, for a whole week, she was by herself, and it was actually a leadership camp, or it was actually a GSA camp, but we were told it was a leadership camp because she was very interested in leadership and service. So I do actually still have the permission slip and it did say gender identity and social justice camp.
0: <laughs> but you didn't know so, at the time what a, that was going to be, yeah.
1: No, no, right. being a private, you know, mm-hmm. Catholic school, we pretty much assumed that these sort of things weren't going to be offered and we just trusted them. Yeah. So, so that experience along with some a lesbian teacher that gave her information on a trans website helped her to come to the conclusion that she was transgender. And uh, the two of them together hatched a plan to begin a GSA club at her school. And then the club was pitched to the principal. Um, nobody called us, and she's had, had other issues going on in the school and traumas and depression and, and such like and th- those things. So, um, you know, we, we really knew nothing about this until she was out of the house and had left home and was surrounded to this day by the community that wow. helps her do whatever she wants.
0: Wow. So Tina, tell us about your situation.
2: Okay, my daughter Janet, it was a fairly, you know, typical kid in the early teen years and she had a, you know, a, a, she had a nice life. There was nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, she loved dresses, she loved to dance, she loved makeup. So she did well in school with, you know, and was in activities like dance and she had a lot of close friends, and Janet never showed any signs that she felt like she was really a boy. After puberty, she began having what seemed to be normal teenage body awkwardness, like we all do, right. and an issue with self-confidence and low self-esteem. And in later teen years, she started cutting herself uh, to deal with increasing depression and anxiety. I happened to stumble uh, upon that, which was very upsetting to learn that she was cutting herself. Um, wow. And it was by accident that I found that. And so when we found that out, we took her to a therapist for a time. We're not sure whether Janet discussed the feelings of gender dysphoria with the therapist or not. We don't know what, you know, what was discussed. Mm, wow. So Janet became immersed in social media websites, as Tumblr, where transgenderism is all the rage. And uh, that's a huge hub for these kids to you know, talk to each other and, about all this stuff. Her depression and anxiety grew worse during this time and she soon announced that she was transgender and claimed we had always forced her to live as a girl, or uh, to live as a girl against her wishes. We never forced her to do that, you know. Um, she was always picking out dresses, makeup, and all that stuff. So she got to pick whatever she wanted to wear, whatever she wanted to play with, whether it be she had, you know, dump trucks and she had My Little Pony. So we never forced her to pick anything. And when in looking and getting her into her professional. Um, um, medical help. We were greatly distressed to learn the doctors and the mental health providers can only affirm her as trans and not explore the reasons behind her some dysphoric feelings. And after one session with the therapist we found out that the, after visiting the doctor's office she began you know getting testosterone. Wow. They didn't ask her whether she had any mental health issues. They were like, Oh, okay, you feel like a boy, I'm gonna give you testosterone. Wow. So she has been on it I think a little over a year. We're trying to get her off of it hopefully. Um, but the damage is already done. Her voice is gone. She has a five o'clock shadow that I can, you know, that I've seen. And so, you know, it's just, it's detrimental to, our, oh. you know, as as parents.
0: Wow, that's really amazing. Um, Maria, <clears throat> let's go back to your, your daughter. She's gone now, she's gone to university and um, has, uh, and it's been kind of out of your control. So how did the whole uh, medical care and counseling roll out from there with your daughter?
1: So she went in depressed, she had some anxiety, and she was the insane. So she was on depressive meds when they got there, when she got there. and
0: Got to college, you mean.
1: Right, right. right. So they, they were aware of that, and she just had a lot of stress her freshman year. And we really believe just all that stress, and just the depression, it just made her vulnerable. So she did tell us she wanted to go get some help, and we told her, go get some help. You know, you're 18, go for it. Mm-hmm. And so we really had no clue what help was waiting for her. And so the gender clinic is really blocks away from campus. This is how they do it. Yeah. And so she went in and told, her, told them that she identified this way, and they affirmed her. And we did see it on our insurance plan. So when we called and asked questions about what was going on, we were told that our son had absolutely no obligation to tell us anything and that they would check with our son. Wow. And basically said, do you want to have an alive son or a dead daughter? And, and you know, (laughs) that's not fair, is it? They ask a question like that. So they pretty much didn't care about any of our medical history, which isn't good. Uh, When the kids go on testosterone or any cross-sex hormones, any of their family history, it's just not considered. So, for example, we have strokes. We have blood clots. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of problems in our family, diabetes. Um, So all these things are just exasperated by these drugs and these cross-sex hormones. And they don't care. They do not care about it. All they care about is making them into some something that they're not. And and they get the hospitals get a lot of money for this.
0: Yes, there's a lot the of insurance
1: money. Company. Yes, there's a lot of you money know? in this. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And morally, yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe it's morally wrong, but it's also a humanity issue. And none of this is evidence based. Right. No, there are no promises with this. They they give them the drugs and they're hoping for the best they have no idea what they're getting into and eventually after five years the testosterone kills the women's body i mean it's not approved really for anything for women and it's definitely not approved for men right so the fda has not cleared any of this right and they're just going on they're just marching them through so and then within go ahead
0: sorry yeah that's okay Uh, we'll we'll get back to this i just want to make sure If people are just joining us, I always want to reintroduce people. Um, We're talking with two moms who have daughters um, who have transitioned, quote, unquote, um, to the opposite sex. Uh, Maria and Tina are telling us their stories today. But they're also part of a a larger group of parents networking around the country. And um, so if you know of somebody, if this is your situation or you know of somebody, be sure and get them in touch with us. So let's just take a quick Uh, insert here before we get back to talking about your personal situations. And give us, um, uh, Maria, give us the websites uh, that they can contact and talk about the Kelsey Coalition a little bit.
1: Sure. So the Kelsey Coalition, it's um, kelseycoalition.org. And there are all the studies there, all the evidence is there that this is junk medicine. Um, It's really, they're referring to it more as like a gender trafficking yeah <laughs> if you want to call it. Um, so all of the information is there. if you're a doctor who's stuck in this, especially an endocrinologist, you can go on there and get in with other doctors who are also not happy that this is being pushed on them and that site you know will lead you to a support group as well. So we do have a support group in Ohio that can help parents. And it's been very successful. We have pay- girls who have, have desisted. And just because we're just helping them through, by asking them to wait to do this yes, and right. to wait till they're older and just give them some coping mechanisms. So, you know, we recognize that they're in pain. Um, and this is really a big issue for them right now. Right. But medical intervention isn't going to help them.
0: So give us the uh, web- website for Ohio.
1: So, so really, um, if they're interested in Ohio, what they would do is go on that Kelsey Coalition website mm-hmm. and just put Ohio in okay. the subject line and say, I need help in Ohio. Okay. And they will get them to us and we can get them, you know, linked in with our group as well. Okay. Now, if they also just want to talk to me, they can go to uh, R O G D. Ohio at gmail.com, and then I can kind of lead them through the process.
0: Okay, tell us what ROGD stands for, real quick
1: Rapid Onset Gender Dysphoria.
0: Right, and so that's what has been um, looked at as these kids that show no evidence until they're teens and social uh, peer, peer pressure, social media, some combination, and influence during a time of stress. Um, is what's the rapid onset. It's like it's not these are not these are not six and eight year olds who are, you know, struggling and wanting to play with the opposite sex toys, even though that's not inborn either. None of this is inborn. Right. Right, ladies.
1: Absolutely. It's all socially constructed. Constructed. Yeah.
0: Okay. we are we only have a couple more minutes before we go to uh, in this uh, segment, Uh, Tina, Tell us a little bit more about the situation with the counseling that you got. Give me one minute of that.
2: Okay. Well, when we, she started cutting herself, like I'd mentioned, that mm-hmm. she the, we don't know what she told the therapist. So we thought we were fixing her. We thought we were getting her help. And in hindsight, as a parent, you can't control everything that your kid sees. We monitored a computer and stuff, but when we it was could have, should have, would have. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out later all the stuff on Tumblr that was happening, and and there's a whole network of this whole cult, I like to call it, that were helping her, you know, oh, I need to get my, you know, I need to be on testosterone, I need to run off. So we didn't know what kind of counseling we should have gotten her. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, could have, should have, would have. But we thought when we took her the first time to get fixed for cutting herself to get help... Um, we thought she was okay, but we didn't know until later all the social contagion mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. going on to help her with this gender stuff. It's, I think a lot of these kids have mental illness. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying this to be, you know, mean or anything, but like right. my, my daughter has anxiety, an, sorry, anxiety and depression, yeah. and I think, you know, and she has OCD, and that plays a big part on, right. you know, all the stuff going in. And how do you give somebody testosterone and give give these kids drugs? When they have mental illness, right. they should not be passed off. They, they should, should
0: say, yeah, no, and, right. and they
2: should be looked at and yeah. go, "Well, this is what's wrong with you. Let's deal with this. Let's not right. put this, you know, testosterone or cross-sex hormones on as abandoned, because right. in hindsight, this is not going to fix anything. Nothing right. is going to you in the end.
0: We will have to wrap up there and okay. pick up when we come back, because Absolutely. yes, vulnerable kids being taken advantage of and rushed into gender so-called transition. Uh, We're talking with two moms, Maria and Tina, who are telling us about their daughters who now believe they are sons. Folks, this is a medical tragedy. Stay here with us on Mission America Radio. This is Linda Harvey. We'll be right back after these messages. Today's program is pre-recorded. To learn more, log on to missionamerica.com. Now, here's Linda. Do you know any gender-confused kids or who are um, people that you know and and their children? We're going to hear more and more about this as time goes on because guess what? It's not inborn and it is being promoted and there is a social contagion going on. Peer group pressure, and especially for kids that are vulnerable and going through the angst of adolescence already we 're talking with Maria and Tina, two moms whose daughters um, now college age are believing that they 're guys um, and uh, and it 's you know there 's many many uh, aspects to this, so we will just continue our conversation with them so I want Maria you tell us about the school again you you indicated that a GSA, which is a Gay Straight Alliance Club, was a part of then starting that and being involved in something in social justice and a lesbian teacher. Uh, tell us how all that if influenced your daughter.
1: Well, you know, I just I think that it's uh, the way they do it is they build the kids up and they say, oh, my gosh, we thought of you, you're such a leader, in this club, and and it's a club like any other club. They have a president, a vice president, and what they do is they bring in speakers and they offer information on all the different genders. Now, in our case, this is an all-girls school. So you think that's one gender, and that's not. No, no, no. There's lots of genders. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at a time when these girls' identities are forming, you know, some of them are 12 years old and they can be in this club. Wow. Um, the teachers that are that are um, there are tied to the LGBT community. And wow. then not only that, there's other teachers in other classes that are giving books for them to read about transition. Right. And this is what happened to us. So they're just subtle seeds, and I just think that they kind of march them along and they cheer them on, and they think, this is so great, you know, here's a girl who's, Social, got social anxiety, let's help her build that. And it gives them so much attention, you know, from the other students. And right. it, it's just so exciting for them. And they, right. they're they very passionate, you know, about being part of, of something that it's helping other people that they feel are marginalized. And I, I think that that's where the empathy goes in for these really good kids. I mean, she's a really great kid. Mm-hmm. I, I really... Thought I raised her well, and but the problem is, is that they're really being manipulated and groomed
0: mm-hmm. into
1: thinking that this is something that they should do as a living.
0: Right. And um, wow. yeah,
1: I, you know, it's really a shepherding that goes on. Um, they also have other female teachers that are in marriages, quote unquote, to other
0: female Women. teachers oh, that are identifying
1: she... as trans. Right. And and the girls all know this they are very uncomfortable and wow. the ones that have a good base you know of a Christian base, their voices are squelched yes and they're made to feel very uncomfortable.
0: Tina, let's let's talk to you for a second um, okay. about the same thing. How did the school interact with your your daughter and, and, and uh, as you were finding all, all this out?
2: We did, We homeschooled her until, oh. uh, from second grade until she was a senior. So we didn't have any interaction with this sort of thing. She did go to college. It, we didn't find out till later that she had told people, um, it was towards the very end when she dropped out of college, that please call me Kai, please call me this or whatever. And she would, you know, I never had a problem with what she wore. If she wanted to wear a flannel shirt and jeans, that's fine by me. But I don't know if people were calling her boy or whatever. But in the college that she was at, it wasn't, oh, we have an LGBT, you right. know, alliance or whatever. It was just, it was on the, it was there, but not like it is now. So where she got her influences was not from school. It was from, you know, Tumblr. Mm-hmm. It was from all these people on Facebook, you, Twitter, you name it. These were the people influencing yeah. her. And they were also telling her, oh, you're in college, you're not doing well, please go drop out. You'll, you'll be better off if you just drop out of college. So, I don't know how many people told her in school, "Oh, you're not doing well." It's the same thing, but something had to happen because, you know, my kid was doing okay, and then all of a sudden she Uh. wasn't doing well. She's very intelligent. She wasn't doing well at all. I mean, so she just ended up running off one day and dropped out of college when she could have, you know, she could be done with college by now, Uh. and she's not because she let the social, you know, the I can't say social contagion get a hold of her and all these people influencing her to say, "Hey." You don't have to go to school. You can be transgender. You can you can be fine. You'll have everything that you need. Mm-hmm. We have a whole support system. We'll help you. I mean, she had people giving her money. She was, mm-hmm. you know, I need help. My my parents are awful to me. Help, give me money. Right. I need someplace to live. Well, Every look, avenue, the doors were open for her to just, you know, do yeah. whatever she wanted.
0: Well, the um, I want. We only have a couple more minutes left, okay. so I want to get to. Okay, give me some. Your advice for parents that are going through this, Uh, Maria, give us some give some guidance. Do
1: not bring them to a gender clinic. Mm -hmm. Yes, that is the first thing they need to do.
0: Right, gender clinic. Let's let's back up. Um, Nationwide Children's here in Columbus, Cincinnati Children's. Okay, those hospitals. Right. Yep. Keep them
1: away. Yes.
0: Keep them away. Yeah. You
1: know. Yeah, because they they're really being told to affirm them, and unfortunately, the medical community hasn't caught up with this yet, and. So, you know, in their defense, that's what they're told to do, and their jobs are on the line if they don't. Right. So that's something. And, and you have to vet any any psychologist that says they're an expert in gender is not – there is no expert in gender. You know, that, that's a lie. So if it's on their card, don't go to them. They're an
0: expert in ideology is what they are because this is totally Absolutely. experimental, yes. unproven science. Nobody is born in the wrong sex body, correct? Absolutely. No. Yeah, right.
1: yeah, and you just have to point out, ask them, and if they if they flinch, then <clears throat> don't, don't go to them.
0: Yeah, and, right.
1: and and really family therapy when the family is in the room together, that's the best way because then you know it's being said, right. and you can talk as a family.
0: Right. What do you um, say?
1: That t- would be the best. Really, the best safest
2: approach.
0: What would you say, Tina? Real quick, thirty seconds.
2: I I agree with her wholeheartedly because when you go to the therapist, you don't know what you're getting. Because my kid was 18, I got no. Oh, this is what's going on. So as family therapy would go, when a couple times we did go to the family therapy, we knew exactly what was being said, and you know. Mm-hmm. So I agree with
0: yeah.
2: Maria 100. percent She's okay. right on target.
0: So okay, once more, give us the Kelsey Coalition website and how they can get hold of you, Maria. <clears throat>
2: Sure, it's um,
1: www.kelseycoalition.org. And your email? Uh, my email is r o g d ohio at gmail.com.
0: Okay, that's all the time we're going to have for this. Okay. these very touching stories. I applaud you for your bravery in, in coming out on this. And by the way, folks, on, in the Kelsey Coalition, Website, you'll read many, many stories about um, the kids um, yeah. all over the country, and parents are networking. There are now several thousand. Is that that correct? Thousand. We
1: well, we have thousands, and we have over fifty in
0: Ohio. Wow, that's okay. So yeah. that's too bad. Except that they are finding each other. Mm-hmm. friends, pray for these folks, pray for these kids that they will find themselves as God truly designed them. And let's not give up on this because you know, and I know that with God, all things are still possible. Have a great day.